Meatballs, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal with you as always. Mikey Meatballs behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. We have Scott the Grizz Holmes here making sure no one does anything stupid. And with me, as always, like I said, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I forgot to mention, you guys are my gurus again when my Wizards are wagering, my Barons are betting, my Overlords of the Odds. But I think people know that by now. Um, oh, boy, what a disastrous weekend. I think I lost more than, well, I know I lost more than uh, many of the people I hang out with. But just percentage-wise, I got trapped by everything yesterday. First of all, eliminator pools are done as we know them. Cowboys, Bills, uh, Rams got beat up. I don't know what to make of yesterday. Josh Allen is still the favorite to win MVP at plus 250. He had a dismal day. He's got to trade places with uh, with Tom Brady at this point, at least for one, two, right, Bri? Yeah. Plus 250, would you jump on him after that performance? I don't know why, why is it plus 250. I mean, they're five and three. They have some tough games coming up in a couple. That doesn't make sense. I would definitely, yeah. I would definitely take Brady over Allen right now. I mean, yeah, he's trying to do way too much. I don't, I don't, the Bills offense yeah. is struggling. Brady was a big winner yesterday. They're minus 650 now to win the division over the Saints, a team that beat them a week ago. And they were just on a bye. They were just sitting out. And Brady saw his stock rise as MVP. And uh, division-wise, they're looking good. And probably, I don't know, maybe maybe even for a one seed, the way it breaks down. Our Cowboys didn't help themselves, Parlay Kid. They lost to the Broncos. I don't know what to say about this game other than, you know, the number that sticks out to me is, it didn't seem like there were too many stupid things going on. Like we didn't convert fourth and ones and fourth and fours, but 41 to 19 was time of possession. Despicable. You're not going to win a game like that. Yeah. Well, that so like you said, a couple early fourth uh, down possessions did not go our way. Uh, conversely speaking, um, how many times did Denver have second and 20 something and ended yeah. up converting a first down uh, along the way? Uh, you mm-hmm. kind of just add those things up and it doesn't make sense. And, Nothing made sense yesterday, and I just think that's the NFL now. Even though up until yesterday we've been seeing it's just been you know the big favorites across the board were maybe not covering every week, but certainly winning every week. Um, yesterday was a total role reversal of that, and uh, yeah, I so guess there it's was twenty five. I think it's good for football. There's it's, it's terrible for betting though, Darren. It's I guess, terrible yeah. for betting. It's no terrible. Henry. The Rams should roll. They get crushed. They the, can't. The Bills right. Lose to Jacksonville. I, anytime uh, we kind I'll, of I'll we talked about this last week. And anytime we elevate a team, yeah, they lose. They lose. It's you can't. Nobody's Dallas ever, is down thirty to nothing. Denver it's, it's, at home thirty. Yeah, to that, nothing, that the Dallas game. I, I'll just chalk it up as. They got smacked in the mouth. Maybe it's a good wake-up call. We don't know how much Dak has been practicing over the last two or three right. weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. that was an issue. But yeah, yeah, for sure. And they had and, no problem you know, keeping him in the game, like with three minutes left. I don't. I didn't I, get yeah. that. Two-point conversion run, too, Darren. Well, the problem is I swore off the Broncos and the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, and now they're going to make me pay probably in consecutive weeks, Parlay Kid, because the Cowboys play the Falcons this week. But uh, and the Broncos get rid of Von Miller like, oh, they're packing it in. Right. You know, we go from Cooper Rush to Dak. It seemed like a good spot. But you guys touched on it. Twenty seven and oh, the seven or more point favorites. How do you say that? Seven point or more favorites were winners just straight up before that uh, Cincinnati Bengal disaster against the Jets. And then what were there three yesterday that like we saw? Obviously, the Bills Jags was the biggest upset of the year the Rams, Titans, and the Cowboys, Broncos. So now it's like uh, three in the last two weeks after none for the first seven weeks. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy, but I, I'm with you. I'd rather see that than um, see that game on Thanksgiving, which we may anyway against Brian's Raiders. Brian, your team blew it there. <laughs> a winnable game, and now Eddie Spaghetti is not here right now, but uh. he thinks his team is going to make the playoffs, and he's, he's not – they are only one game behind the Falcons, who's a seventh seed. But I didn't love going for a field goal there anyway. I thought your defense was playing good. And then he missed it. And I looked, I got like a, a genius. But what were you thinking there? Yeah, 25 yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I never like kicking in that situation, especially when you're mm-hmm. trailing by a touchdown. But I'm I'm I will say I'm so glad I did not go to that game. I was so pissed yesterday. I mean, again, the, the defense played well. They gave up 245 yards, but mm-hmm. I will say it came down to Carr, right? He he had Four really bad plays in that game. He missed Waller before half. 
right? Right before half, they had a chance to score. He missed them wide open. And then to start the second half, a pick six. Then he throws a duck to Zay Jones. And then he had the fumble, which maybe wasn't his fault. But again, this is the problem I have with Carr all the time in terms of, you know, his consistency. If he wants to be, you know, an elite quarterback, I mean, he can't have games like that where they lose to the Giants. So it was just frustrating. Yeah. I, I still can't believe it. It just seemed like a game. Didn't you all feel like they were going to win? No, that, I, yeah, that I game, did. no matter what, it, like in the set first half, it just seemed like I knew one of those two games would be screwy. One of the West teams coming East to face the NFC East teams. Right. And so I, I thought it'd be the Eagles and that was a close one, obviously to beat the chargers, but it ended up being the giants over the Raiders. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. we're entering week 10 and that Rams Titans capped off a miserable Sunday for teaser players and Cooper cup is, I don't know if you saw on Fandle. Yes. All our, our sports betting needs are driven by, Fandle.com slash against all odds. Cooper Cup, offensive player of the year, plus 130. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I guess, mm -hmm. I mean, it has great numbers and everything, but these things don't change around after ho-hum performances. I don't know who else you would give it to. It's hard to, I guess, with Henry out of the mix, he, he was like a minus four something at one point for that. Mm -hmm. So now it's a, that's a fun one to keep an eye on. Um, they usually, or they look to not give it to a quarterback, whereas MVP is a quarterback. Yeah. So, all right. That's uh, our recap. I'm trying to think, Oh, we, we didn't mention Packers chiefs. Jordan loves mother and mm. girlfriend put in the back row. I'm, I'm, I think they were happy for that arrangement afterwards. He did not exactly light it up. I think he was like six for 17 for 30 yards when they blitzed terrible, but equally as terrible, maybe even worse was Patrick Mahomes probably kid. Mm. I don't even understand how this is happening. What, what is happening uh, mm -hmm. And you guys know my fantasy teams. I I, I have like the Chiefs. I, I I went out of my way for Hill and Kelsey, and uh, things. Oh, it's just Chiefs fantasy owners just motherfucking that team all day. Like, what mm -hmm. is this? A ball hits a helmet, and Kelsey in the helmet. Like, it's the despicable. I don't know. I mean, uh, again, I can't figure out. And I guess time is just going to tell if the league is just caught up to the Chiefs' offense. Um, they don't have a strong running game. Um, right. Their line is not great. Kelsey doesn't look the same. I think they're doubling Hill, and they're basically like, let Hardman or Pringle or any of those other guys beat us. And they can't. Hardman's terrible. They can't get yeah. it done. Mm -hmm. yep. So that, or are we seeing, has Mahomes regressed? He does. He, I think he has regressed. I don't, I mean, his arm doesn't seem as strong. He's not getting the ball downfield. Especially not accurately. He's, mm -hmm. he's no. missing receivers by ten yards. But not that they're even open. But they're not even. Right. I don't know what is happening. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm very worried because you know we were talking about multiple titles over the next oh uh, yeah decade, mm -hmm. and you might not see one. I don't know. You might not see oh, one. Yeah. It's no, I would I would bet against one at this point. Yeah, uh, I thought Harry not betting them over. They maybe maybe had a chance this week, but no, same shit, Harry. And uh, I, I don't know what it is. I really don't because you could say the league caught up to him. But I was talking about with Simmons yesterday. It's like it's in the middle of the season. Like look at their first two games. They I beat mean, the Browns. Right. They should have beat the Ravens. They certainly scored enough points. How did they figure this out in the middle of the season? I need. An answer because there's no injury, right? If Mahomes says, "Hey, I mm. tweaked my shoulder. I've had an injury for the last month, and I haven't talked about it. that," I would understand. But it doesn't seem like there's any of that. The defense got paid, like you said. Mm. Uh, you know, Kelsey's a shell of himself from what we remember, even like a month ago. I don't know, Harry. What are your thoughts? No, I, I agree. Listen, Sal, we took uh, we took the Chiefs. We thought they'd cover. Thought they might get right on offense. But again, Mahomes under 200 yards. The touchdown that he threw to Kelsey was a terrible pass by him. It's a great job by Kelsey to pull, pull that down. The running game actually wasn't bad with Williams 70 yards, but still doesn't seem like Mahomes knows or knows who he's going to throw to on every play. It just seems like he's so confused. And you mm -hmm. said Sal Hardman's terrible. He, he doesn't go down. His, his routes downfield are, are not good. They try to use him in the running game a little bit on these reverses or whatever. It's still not, it's not paying off. He hasn't done anything all season. And Hill and Kelsey's yards down again. It's just, I mean, Green Bay got the backdoor cover, but still 13 points by the Chiefs. Another awful performance on offense. And yet Green Bay, because, you know, they expect Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. I don't think he dies from this. I, I honestly, I don't know how you guys feel. I don't think he's going to die. But they're mm -hmm. minus 1,100 to win the North, even after that, because Harry, I know you're going to take a lap with the Sam Darnold thing, and I'll give you a, 
a chance to in a second, but the Vikings are awful. Blew the way they blew that game to the Ravens plus eight fifty. Uh, I mean, what they were up 24, 10 late in the third or something. So the, the, so the Packers are winning that division, but Brian with the West, I wouldn't, I don't take any of these teams yet. The Broncos are plus seven fifty to win the AFC West <laughs> Chargers plus one forty, chiefs one seventy five Raiders, your Raiders uh, plus four fifty. I think, and when they're playing well, as good as anyone else. The West is so hard to figure out, right? Because again, the Broncos yeah. were awful in the Browns game. They were awful against the Raiders. So it's hard to figure them out. I The Chargers still just don't seem right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, obviously the Raiders Chiefs game is a huge game. Uh, the whole AFC is uh, really, it's, it's like, mess. I think 11 of the 16 teams are over 500, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Or, or have five wins or something like that. And the best team is the Titans, and they don't have their best players. So you just don't really trust them in January unless Henry comes back. All right, Harry, go ahead. Sam Donald sucks. Let's hear it. No, listen, he, he's, he is awful. I mean, that pick six was beyond disgusting. I mean, terrible decision-making. And again, he, he's just put up another awful game. And I did say when we were giving out our uh, preseason picks that the, I felt sorry for Robbie Anderson more than anybody else in the NFL uh-huh. because he's the one who's had to endure – uh, Sam Darnold in New York and now in Charlotte with mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers. And he can't find him the ball. Sam Darnold doesn't look his way. And you saw yesterday and it's been in the New York post that reported that uh, he went on a tirade on the sidelines, basically screaming at Darnold because he's not even looking at him or he's not making any good decisions. And the team continues to falter and it's all Sam Darnold's fault. It reminds me of when I moved to California, got away from my parents sister like oh it's like thank god and then within like three years they all moved out <laughs> they, just, they just follow and that's what there's I do. nothing I scr- wrong with your sister nothing. i scream at them on the sidelines every weekend it's the same kind of thing <laughs> all right it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta and a segment we hate we really do hate to call bed aches when a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick it's a bad egg it's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. All right, bad eggs are brought to you by PropSwap. Listen, uh, I'm going to make it simple. Bills, I had them on every single Moneyline parlay I ever made, starting on Monday. I didn't even know about it. Like, I had Monday. I had the Chiefs and the Bills. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that when I looked at my ledger. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. 15-point favorite. Threw them on the money line. And the worst part is the Jaguars weren't good. They had 218 total yards. Wasn't like Lawrence hit La, Lavishka Chanel right. three times in the, for 60 yards each, each time. A pop. 218 total yards. Shame on you, Bills. That's my betting. Parlikin, I know you're with me here. Yeah, I'm with you, Sal. Don't don't you get I, I feel like that happened a lot yesterday. Like even like in that Tennessee game with the Rams. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't break and, 200, and, and like the think. Giants yeah. and the Raiders. It wasn't like these other teams were putting up like having monster games. But mm-hmm. what did they all have in common? Some turnovers, some big turnovers. Uh, you know, some of them yep. returned for touchdowns. Sometimes you can't recover this Bills. Sal, it wasn't until the very end of that game did I think the Bills, until till the very end, did you ever think the Bills were going to lose that game? I still don't game? believe it. You Wait, just, let me check. Let me, you, you, okay. you know, like, did it yeah, really happen? You just yeah. figured, if somebody told you Jacksonville would score nine points mm-hmm. and beat the Bills, what what odds would you take on that? Like they're instrument. You couldn't even get. Wait, odds can I on do that? that? Are you saying I could that. do that now? Because I might do that right now. <laughs> I mean, Are you think about I could... that. It was an incredible loss for an offense that now in two weeks in a row has just disappeared. Is Allen trying to do too much? Yeah, I don't know. I think he is trying to do too much, running around hmm. back there all the time. Darren, just, nobody, nobody, Darren. Just let me cut in for the Bills. Three straight weeks. Aside from Allen rushing the ball, they don't have a running back that's rushed for 30 yards in a game. Yeah, yeah well, right, right now, now team. Off, offenses are down in the NFL right now. They seem to be down. Mm-hmm. Nobody, Nobody's lighting things up. All right. Oh, um, for nothing, God's nothing sakes, is, don't uh, let the Patriots win that division. Don't let mm-hmm. it. How did this happen? Hey, the no Patriots might be the second or third best team in the AFC right now. Who Jeez. wants to play the Patriots? No, how it Seriously. Yeah. What team yeah, in the yeah, AFC right, wants right, to play the Patriots right now? Zero teams. No. So. No. You know, but get this game, this Bills game was a disaster for the Bills. They had a stretch here between their bye week, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Jags. It should have been a month where they could have really built a lead up. They did not take Uh advantage. Devastating loss. 
not for just them, but for all of us that had money. On <laughs> Amen. Well, the worst part is we're going to bounce back with them. You know, we are parlay kid against the Jets oh, on yeah. the money line in New York. Uh, and that'll be uh, just as hilarious. All right, Harry, you had a funny one Saturday night. Yeah, it's hilarious. Totally hilarious. Um, <laughs> I had a, a parlay where I, everything came in I'm on a five teamer and a nine teamer, a nine teamer. I had everything in. I needed one. And I even thought I was so, so smart. I bought Washington against Oregon up to eight and a half. So I had eight and a half. So late in the game, um, Oregon leads by eight. And my, if anyone didn't see the game, they played in like a monsoon. It was awful weather. Um, so basically there's about four minutes ago, first down, uh, Oregon, first down, Oregon, they driving and I'm holding on by the half point. They get down to the one yard line, Oregon with about two and a half, two and a half minutes ago. But then there's a personal foul pushes them back to the 15. Very next play, a face mask by Oregon, pushes them back to the 32 of Washington. So they run to the line, run the line, fourth down. At the 32-yard line of uh, being up eight, they don't want to risk the field goal. So they punt from the 32-yard line of Washington. So I think I get a great break here. Uh, They catch the ball at the 13. So there's a a minute 50 to go, but Washington still has two timeouts. And – Incomplete to the first pass, tight end over the middle who's wide open with nobody around him for 10 yards and he drops it. Next pass, another drop. Third down, believe it or not, another drop. So now I'm like, I'm screwed because now they don't make it on fourth down. They're going to, Oregon's going to score. Um, they decide to punt with two timeouts left and a minute 45 to go. Washington down eight. They decide to punt. I'm like, which is a break, break for you. Yeah, right? Unbelievable break. break. Unbelievable right. break. And, uh, Wait, but tell us what happened. But then, but then maybe the, okay. but then the snap happens. And not only was it through the end zone, it was so bad. It was five feet above the punter's head and wow. far to the right where it almost went through the goalposts. Right. It almost went through the goalposts. So a safety. And just like that, I'm down 10 games over. And I lose. <laughs> and I'm trying. And I'm so in dis- disbelief when it happens. I'm thinking, did they just do that on purpose? What did they just do that on purpose for? No, that makes it 10. How's that make it's 10. It's 10. What the fuck did they just do? <laughs> and I lost. I gotta tell you. Nine teamer. One thing Harry's not mentioning, and he does it all the time. He had texted Brian and I about basically, I'm about oh, to hit this on. nine team parlay. I'm about to hit come it. On, I let you know. And I then, let you know. I didn't bam, say I was about to hit. Snap I said, over the head. It's over. Jesus. It happens and every these, time. And Sal, and Sal, these, Sal, these two idiots text me saying they were laughing. Well, that's funny. Well, because we were, we were watching UFC together on one screen and we had that game on another. And when they just, you know, when Harry sends that out, like I'm not, I'm not always rooting against Harry, but when Harry sends that out, then it becomes funny. You think, oh, this is going to be great if they lose this game. <laughs> so, so Parlay Kid and, and I are watching it and we're like, holy shit. Washington is punting here. Darren, Darren and I were so pissed because we're like, fuck, Harry's going to cover this. Go and I was even listening. Brian, I told you, like, this is the second straight week. RJ, RG3 has done a game that I had. So he's doing the play. Uh, he's doing the um, uh, the broadcasting on it. He's fantastic, by the way. He's saying, like, what is Washington doing punting? This makes no sense. If they even like, get the ball back, they'll have 20 seconds left. Uh, and they need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So good. I have to say, I'm sitting here as if I'm like front row at Bill Barr at Radio City Music Hall, just waiting, waiting for the next laugh. And Harry's doing stand up in the form of bedding. It's terrific. <laughs> it really is the greatest. Re- nine teamer and a five teamer. Some would say Harry is the uh, Sam Darnold of betting. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that. I agree. <laughs> we'll have to ask Robbie Anderson if he agrees. All right, yeah. Brian, you had some UFC um, tragedy. Well, I was going to say, so I, I pretty much lost everything in the one o'clock games yesterday, which is funny mm. because do you ever have that where you lose so much like for like one slate of games, you end up winning money for the day because I angrily bet the Chargers. I put a ton on the Chargers, oh, which really? is stupid. Wow. I ended up covering. I ended up winning. Uh, but I will say on Saturday night, I mean, my biggest – Bettings for the week was I gave out Gaethje. I gave out Gaethje to win in the second or the third round. I also had bet him to win by KO. You know, mm-hmm. he gets that huge knockdown against Chandler uh, in the second. You just figure the way that fight was going. It right after that, for the next thirty seconds, it was like there's no way Chandler's surviving here. But he ended up getting a mm-hmm. leg of Gaethje, and then he 
you ended up surviving. So uh, then, that, then that goes the distance, which is crazy. I added to. I had no distance in that one. Although, it was like, a, I mean, at the end of the day, that's when you don't feel so bad because you're like, it was such a good fight. It's like, I whoa. felt bad. It made me put more on the bills, but yeah. <laughs> and then I also, I gave out for my sharp tag. I gave out Usman by KO. And, you know, he has that, he has that huge knockdown in the, in the second round as well. Mm-hmm. So both going in the second round. And it felt like, again, if when, uh, when Covington was going down, it was like if Usman landed one more of those shots as he was going down, like after it is something yeah. that potentially could have been stopped. It looked like Covington to start the third was kind of out of it, almost in disbelief. And I figured Usman could finish that fight. That ends up going the distance. Another great fight. But just between the two of those, I was hoping I could get one KO there. Yeah. Meatballs called it, by the way. Mikey Meatballs, I think, hit all the main event yeah. fights. Yeah, it was a good Pretty one. sure. Good, one. Nice. good job by you. Uh, all right, let's hear the song again. Bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right, Bed aches is brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com, which is filled with fresh Features like filtering tickets based on value, browse the activity feed to stay in the know, a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash, and much, much more. Use promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S, on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in free bonus cash. And now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. This week's prop focuses on Thursday night's Ravens versus Dolphins game. What will be the total number of Lamar Jackson touchdowns plus Jalen Waddle receptions. Last week, Jackson accounted for three touchdowns. Waddle, eight receptions. Harry, what's your guess? Lamar touchdowns, Jalen Waddle receptions. Ten. Ten? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going a little bit under uh, what was uh, what we provided last week to enter. Tweet us your guess at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap with the hashtag, hashtag Extra Prop. You must be following both accounts to win. The winner will receive a $550 Raven Super Bowl ticket. That's to win $550. Courtesy of PropSwap, go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, Monday night, that's what we're here for. Steelers, 7 and 38 and a half over the Bears. Is this what, I, I always have to check these because they seem to move around much more now than ever. Yeah, actually 7 and 40 and a half. That jumped up two points. Good for me. I'm taking the under 40 and a half. I thought it was taking under 38 and a half. I know it's a no, low number. Not nearly low enough. Totals hit the under in six of Chicago's last seven games. Has hit the under in five of Pittsburgh's last seven games. Uh, I don't see a lot of big play threats out of Chicago or Pittsburgh's offense. Just grind and grind and grind and keep the turnovers to a minimum in uh, games between the 35s. I could see it 24-10, 19-14. Take an adjusted over under 34 and a half on Fandle. Get you plus 170. I'm going under. I think it's a low scoring game. Harry, you're taking the Bears under. I think that's smart too. Yeah, the Bears total under 15 and a half points at minus 104. Uh, Pittsburgh held Cleveland to just 10 points last week, and their defense has been playing well of late. Uh, Chicago dead last in passing uh, and total offense in the league, aside from beating the Raiders in Las Vegas 20 to 9. Uh, they've scored just 23 points on the road, and their other three road games combined. Uh, another prediction I made before the season is that Justin Fields will stink. He won't be able to read defenses. Oh, he hasn't been able to. Now, I know their offensive line better. hasn't been great. Not much been better. Uh, you can't boy, hate every much. young quarterback. Aaron. You I, well, just you can. You, actually, you oh, can. You can. Okay. I mean, uh, you'll be wrong. Been a good plus, Pittsburgh yeah. second, in, uh, second in points against uh, the season in the NFL, and I just don't think Justin Fields is going to be able to put points on the board. Maybe, maybe 10. Maybe 10 for the Bears. All right. Uh, yeah, the I'll say this. I don't think it's going to be Justin Fields the issue. I think the Steelers do win by a touchdown because when they're front, when the lines match up, they get pushed around by big lines and like the Rams, they lost 34, 14, the Browns pushed teams around. They lost 26, six to them. Um, who else? I mean, the Buccaneers obviously known for their, uh, front seven 38, three. So I think that's going to be a, a similar type of game, but, uh, the brothers disagree with me, Paulie kid, brother, Bry, you're taking the seven. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the seven here. Just for the fact that you're saying, Sal, it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think Fields can make enough plays with his legs and a couple with his arm 
to keep up with Pittsburgh's point total. I don't think Pittsburgh's running away with scoring, uh, you know, 30, 40 points here. So, you know, if the Steelers are scoring somewhere close to 21 points, I think the Bears can keep this close enough to cover this number. Uh, I think Brother Brian is reporting that Montgomery might be back for the Bears tonight. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. I'm not sure if that's true, but their running game has been pretty good with uh, Herbert there as well. So they can run the ball. Fields is getting better. He's making some plays with his legs, uh, which doesn't surprise anybody. Uh, he'll make a, you know, his passing has not been, you know, better than average, average at best. But I, I still think this team is capable of putting up 17 to close to 20 points uh, in this game. And they can cover the spread. Seven is a little too hmm. much for me. What's probably going to be a low-scoring affair. Yeah, all right. I'm just reading one of Schefter's tweets. At the brother Bry is reporting that David Montgomery is going to play today. That's good. <laughs> all right, Bry. There you, go. you have, uh, hey, you have plus there seven. You go. Yeah, I'm taking the plus seven, too. You know, the it's like, are the Steelers good enough to cover the seven? Like, they haven't scored more than 27 in a game so far in the season. And after yesterday's batch of games, there's no way I'm backing a seven-point favorite. <laughs> Uh, especially if they have trouble scoring. So the Steelers have not covered as a favorite in seven straight. I think right. there's, there's also bad numbers against the Bears too, but I wanted to use that one. Um, but yeah, I do think the Bears offense will struggle, but I just think weird things could happen in this game. You could have a bad Roethlisberger two or three turnovers here as well. And even with Mac out in this game, I just don't think Pittsburgh's offense is good enough yet to uh, to cover the seven here. Listen, we need... Well, the Steelers have to get tripped up one of these games. They have the Bears, and then they have the Lions next week. And then Meatballs, they're going to be 6-3 and three after that. And Damashek will be um, more insuff insufferable -er. Is that a word? I don't know if that is. Uh, we need them to lose probably this week. All right, let's go to the props. Were we 4-0 on Thursday night? Probably yeah, Thursday night we were 4-0, right? That's With correct. our props. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good job by us. <laughs> I'm going Justin Fields. May not trust his arm, Harry. Been doing it with the legs. Over 37 and a half yards rushing is minus 113. He's been calling his own number a lot lately. Last three games, 10 carries, eight carries, six carries for 103, 38, and 43 yards. Uh, strike while the iron's hot with these uh, running quarterbacks because one day they decide they don't want to take off anymore. Mahomes, Allen, Kyler Murray, all examples of that. Uh, Field still has to get it done with the legs for them to survive. Taken off from shotgun by design against the um, – Formidable Steelers front. I like Justin Fields over 37 and a half rushing yards at minus 113. Harry, you're going a Steeler rushing total over. I'm going to take Najee Harris over 82 and a half rushing yards, uh, minus 113. Three straight games of 23 carries or more. Um, his top three carry games of the season, these last three, averaging 95 yards a game over his last, like I said, last three games here. Chicago 24th in the league in rushing yards against. I think Harris continues to improve and shines on Monday night against the Bears defense and goes for over 82 and a half. All right. Some uh, receiving yard props here. Brother Bry hit us. Uh, Notre Dame, Colt Komet, right? Yeah, I like uh, I like both of your props. I, th I, like, I really like the Harris one on this Thank one. You. But yes, uh, Colt Komet over 26 and a half yards receiving. Um, he's been the second most targeted Bear over the last four weeks. The tight ends are always nice safety blankets, right, for these young quarterbacks, especially with when you're playing a team like the Steelers, so it'll bring pressure. Um, he has over 40 yards in two of his last three games. And meanwhile, the uh, the Steelers gave up 98 yards last week to the Browns tight end. So I think Fields, in order to have some success in this game, Fields is going to need to find Komet. Um, so I think over 26 and a half seems a little low here. Okay. Parlay kid, finish off strong here. Yeah, so I'm going to ride with uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, to go over 73 and a half yards receiving for like the Steelers. This. I don't love too many of these over props in this game just mm. because it's probably going to be low scoring. I, I doubt I'm going to hit and Harry's going to hit. I just don't know if we're both going to hit here because, mm. uh, but if you look at Johnson, he's been targeted like 13 times uh, in each of the last uh, few games. Uh, he's gone, I think, in his last five or six games, his lowest total is 71 yards. He is obviously their number one receiver. And um, the Bears have given up a gun over this number defensively. The number one receiver for each of the other their opponents, I think, in almost every game has gone over this number against that Bears defense, which is a good defense. Yeah. But obviously they have trouble 
uh, you know, they give up some yards to the number ones. Uh, so let's try with Deontay Johnson over 73 and a half yards. He's going to get targeted a lot in this game. And uh, I just, his numbers say he goes over here. So. Yeah, I like this too, Paul. Like, and I bet this on Fox Bet Live today. 26 targets, like you said, last two games. Double-digit targets in five of his last six. Averages almost 80. I think that's a, a good pick. Hey, Paul, kid, I am up 17 on Damashek in fantasy. I'm about to knock him out. He's two and six. The dynasty will be over. Mm-hmm. He's won two years in a row. I'm up 17. He has Najee Harris. I have the Steelers. What percent favor am I? Right. So, all right. So say that one more time. So you're up, what, 17? And he's got 17. Who? I'm up 17. I have the Steelers D. He has Najee Harris. Standard scoring. Standard scoring. Uh, I, I like your chances there, Sal. I'm gonna. I say you still. Um, you got uh, 70% chance uh, win oh. percentage right there. Yeah, All 70%. Right. I mean, but then again, I was told up until no, like, don't then again uh, that Frank yeah. uh, against me in fantasy that I had like an 80 to 90% chance of winning yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, from the start of the game until literally the end of the Rams Titans game, and I lost anyway. Thanks Frank's to him having Connors on. Uh, I'll tell you what, Sal, Frank gets gen- Frank gets general manager of the year in our league this year. He, he makes a lot of moves, oh, like all- every he's day, more like moves Thursday. This year than he has in the last twenty years combined. <laughs> and he's, he's got the best record, even though his finally like, sucks. Finally, but, I know no one cares about this, but Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, he's moving you. He'll be six and three. Parley kid, I will say. You won. Um, we don't talk about this a lot. You won our basically our high point scorer title. I forget what we call it. Yeah. But basically, everybody plays right, and you eliminate somebody. We put ten dollars in extra each, so it's a hundred bucks. Whoever has the high score. So if you have the low score in week one, you're knocked out. And then there's nine teams left. Out of those nine in week two, whoever has the low score, they're knocked out. Came down to you and Larry the Llama. And uh, you win 101.96. Good job by you. Yeah. You're the and, high score. But it's, because, it's all again, the because of all this yeah. crap, I had to watch that Rams game until the end because he had Cooper <laughs> oh, Cup. because of Cooper Cup. And I thought yeah, for right. sure Cooper Cup was going to score and I'd lose by one point. And it, it means yeah. something to me because every year, my I, I seem to never make the playoffs, but my point totals are always amongst it. the top of the league. I just have <laughs> just unfortunate. What does bad that luck. mean? I got uh, yeah, Harry doesn't know what that means. Because he's the other way. He backs into the playoffs. Point, points points mean a, game. a lot. We really, there really should be something for the point leader. Like you we an do automatic point leader. We do point points. We to do the person point who's got the most points. We get top point. Guys. You do get. All right. Bottom, uh, let's take a break. If you'd ever win it, Darren, you'd know that they, we do that. Oh, my God. We don't Everyone do that. It has nothing to do with points. We do too do that. He, we have a separate prize for top points for the year. That's what saying. I mean, right? But this, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean I make the playoffs because I got right. the most points. All right. I don't know how to fix that. All right, well, wow. let's, <laughs> let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back with our first touchdown picks. All right. First touchdown of the evening. We've been good, although I, I don't think we've hit on a, a little while. It was our last winner on this, like Derrick Henry. He's been um, out of the league I, for months. I had Tyree Kill or Harry. Oh, right. Ty- Ty- Harry yeah, yeah. Kill. yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was last week. That was last Monday. I will go with Brother Bry, who had, uh, had Tyree Kill. Yeah. Uh, start us off, Bry. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's funny. When you look at the Steelers who scored for them, it's really just Harrison Johnson. So I don't necessarily like mm-hmm. the odds for some of the other players, but I'm going to go with Allen Robinson uh, plus 1,300. Not really. A lot of good uh, data to back this up, but he hasn't scored in six games. He's still being targeted a decent amount. Mooney is banged up a little bit here, so I feel like Robinson at some point in time has to make a big catch for this team. Uh, so let's take a chance at 13-1 here. All right. Harry, what do you like? Uh, plus 750, I'm going to take the Steelers' Chase Claypool. Uh, he's played in six games this season, just one touchdown. Uh, but had 11 in his rookie season. It's, it's well overdue for Bell, Ben to find him. I'm going to take Claypool at seven, uh, seven and a half to one. Parley kid, you're all Justin Fields. Yeah, Fields 18 to one to score the first touchdown. He had over 100 yards rushing uh, last week. Uh, and he's been over, you know, close to 40 the couple uh, weeks before that. Uh, at 18 to one, I mean, Monday night, I could see this guy getting primed, you know, amped up for this game. Him, him scampering in from, whether it's close to the goal line or 30 yards out, I think he's got a decent shot at it. Uh, look, the Not only bad. thing that's keeping this game interesting, Sal, is, is these props and betting on this game. This game <laughs> sucks. I don't know. This is I'll so uninspiring. You, you got This is why wagering is so 
important. The night games have not been good. The Jets, Colts, like I said, no one's watching the last hour of that game, if not for the spread. Um, Even the one that was supposed to be good last night was garbage. Nothing really came down to it. Tonight's bad Thursday night. I'm pumping up my network here, but Ravens, uh, Dolphins is not good. But let's uh, hope that Pat Fryermuth scores the first touchdown at 11-1. Now 22 receptions, 202 yards, two touchdowns. He had the game-winning TD last week against the Browns. It's not great because Chicago hasn't allowed a tight end over 10 yards the last three weeks. Uh, they may even keep that up, but Freemuth gets a four-yard touchdown reception with six minutes left in the first quarter, and that's our first scorer right there. You could do all this action, all of it, on Fandle.com slash against all odds. Yes, Fandle wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, Fandle will pay you back up to $10. You can take all those props we just said. You could have uh, Fields' first touchdown, 18-1. to You could go commit over 26.5 receiving yards. You can go Najee Harris over 82.5 rushing yards. You're betting the same game. You're putting props together. You're getting five or six to one odds or sometimes even more fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book, same game parlay bets. Jump in there because there's no feeling like now in one of those. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code against the odds. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code against all odds. All right, let's bring them on. All right, let's bring him in. One of my favorite guests. There was the Celtics big three, but in my opinion, he made it the big four. The White Mamba, NBA champion, mm-hmm. Celtics color analyst, Brian Scalabrini. What's happening, Scalabrini? That's funny that you say that. When I first retired, people were like, thanks for 08. I'm like, yeah, man, I was just along for the ride. But, you know, five <laughs> years later, I say things like, yeah, I carried that team all the way to the championship. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to say that. And you prove it. You proved it last year. We had you on. Have any smug, thuggish, or otherwise overconfident teens challenged you to play one-on-one since we last spoke? Yeah. You know, that happens to me all the time. It just doesn't go viral oh, all the time. A lot of people just want to play. And by the way, I'm around young kids that want to hoop all the time, and I want to help kids out. It's just – they're never smug, like you said. They're usually they're very respectful I and see. um but I've I've yeah, I have I've I've lost it since uh, the last viral video. But if I had to and I knew it was on camera, I would level up. Well, what, why how hard would it be to pay some idiot Harry? You'll do it for like 30 bucks a day. Just follow Scalabrini around and record his uh one-on-one takedowns. In a heartbeat. If, if yeah. <laughs> and if I had to if I had to bring it every single day, I think the body would break down. So <laughs> once every six months on camera, I think that's good enough. Well, let me say this. I don't think your body's breaking down because it was a good week for gingers. We saw, I don't know if you're a fan of Canelo Alvarez. I maintain, aside from you, of course, he might be the greatest ginger athlete of all time. Do you agree? Do you have one? Yeah, no, I, I think there's like... um I, do you think that we should have a ginger hall of fame? I really, I really believe there could be some strip mall somewhere in the middle of America that is actually the ginger hall of fame. It costs like five bucks to get in. Right. And we all, you know, like send our memorabilia. So, um, <laughs> but Alvarez is, uh, he definitely top five. No question. I love it. Where would the ginger hall of fame be? I guess we'd have to be in a red state. I'm trying to figure out what, where would we put this? <laughs> uh, where are there a lot of Irish? It could be in, it could be in Massachusetts. Uh, I guess it has to be. Where where it would be in um, couldn't be in any of the southern states because the sun would just kill people, right? right? <laughs> the big northern. <laughs> Maybe you come in. You know how they have hand sanitizer. Yeah. You come in with sunblock. You put it right <laughs> on the face. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it'd have to be in Boston. Who are we kidding with all the Sullys and yeah, the Murphs sure. and everybody sure. else? Uh, but by the way, you did pretty good yourself this weekend. We have video of you. You know, you say your body's breaking down. You took care of an entire frat house here. What's Let's play this right here. Maybe you can take us through um, your actions. This was pretty spectacular. First of all, all right, we're playing it here. Here you come. <laughs> Look at you laying waste oh, to these kids one after another. <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end. Really, you wow. take out like six dudes here. <laughs> the angry redhead, man. <laughs> Not as tall as I thought. No, I know you're, 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 I think you're crouching over is why we don't, we're not getting the full. Oh effect. man, the kick. Oh, he took a hit to the head, but he's still yeah, going no, strong. He's not done. He's got about 10 <laughs> seconds left of pounding. Oh <laughs> man. 
All right, don't play. This guy goes to the Hall of Fame with you. Maybe you'll be. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's a bouncer at the Ginger Hall of yeah, Fame. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, tell you, know, yeah. you know, I'll tell you what. Everybody that really knows me knows that I'm like more that guy than the guy you see on TV. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Every ginger is like, you know, a bad day away, a bad day and two cups of coffee away from being that guy. That's right. <laughs> I would like to see more of that on camera. We got to do it. For sure. <laughs> um, we were talking about it before the podcast. Brother Bry here thinks the NBA, the East after like 20 years is better than the West is boring. I think there's a case to be made. What are your thoughts over the first few weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I think so because there's a there's more there's more depth in the Eastern Conference right now. And and the, the way the Lakers are playing which brings a smile to my face. <laughs> and I know they have LeBron James and all these big names and two three guys in the top 75 or 76 uh in the of the NBA all time, but they don't they look old, they look slow. So you kind of have to remove them. No Kawhi Leonard. So yeah, I would say the depth of the East is is and it's way more competitive. Miami's good. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I agree with that. I got, I got the depths of, of the East better than the Western conference. Yeah. And, but in the depths of the East and the bottom is your, your team, the Celtics, even with the new head coach, there's a little drama up there. Is it, are we making too big a deal out of this? It's start of a long season for sure. Well, the last three games they defended at a high clip. And if I told you on paper, you have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Al Horford, uh-huh. and the best versions of those guys defensively is going to be a really good defensive team. So they've, they've started guarding. They went from 25th in the NBA, which is mind-boggling, to, at defense. For the last three games, they've been a top-five defense. So I think this is what we expect. And then it's just a matter of, of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown figuring out how to play together and how to, and how to score enough points to win those games. But I really do like the way they guard. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I mean, you'll be. It's tough to make the playoffs in the East this year for sure. But I, nah, I there'll be a playoff team. Be okay. No, they're 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 better than like the Washington Wizards, who are better than I thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, what's going on there? Play, the Celtics are a playoff team. I there ten teams now make the playoffs. You know, right. so we got to kind of reevaluate what a playoff team is anymore. Like you have to really suck to not make the playoffs in the NBA, <laughs> especially with the four teams making the playing game. So. They're going to be in that. And they were in the playing game last year and ended up making the playoffs. So I, I think they would be a hard, very, if they are the eighth seed or ninth seed, they're going to be a really hard out in that playing game. Mm. I mm. brought up the Wizards and what is it with that team? Forget about maybe that team, but Russell Westbrook, did you think this was a bad move to bring them out to LA in the first place? Or is this just proving um, that it's just, that there's not going to be any consistency in that offense? Or is it yeah, so it's right? weird. So just understand that Westbrook, usually starts out a little bit slow. Like he tries to find his game and that's kind of what's happening. LeBron, is this a year that LeBron has like four or five nagging injuries throughout the season and it causes him to, to miss, you know, 25, 30, 30 games. So Mm -hmm. I just don't think the Lakers are very good without LeBron James. I think that team, if you take him off of that roster and you're looking at that team, you're just like, uh, just an okay team, probably a team fighting to make the playoffs. So LeBron has to come back. LeBron has to stay healthy. And he, not only that, but he has to be really good and have play with a tremendous amount of energy. At he's going to be thirty seven on December thirtieth, so I, I do think it's uh, it's a tough task for the Lakers. I never thought they were a championship level team, but I think Utah's better, and um, I think Phoenix is better. I think the Golden State Warriors are better. So we'll find out what they have. But it, it, age comes and comes back to bite you mm-hmm. at weird times. And this could be the year that LeBron sort of slows down. I love that. You know, his exact birthday, December 30th. Are you throwing him a, is he a birthday party at the ginger hall of fame? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah. He, he's, he's not confirmed to show up. <laughs> okay. yet, I, I heard from his people. Okay. Uh, he's thinking about maybe thinking about thinking about going to the party. So we'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely throw a party. Me, Blake Griffin, uh, and a bunch of other Get that gingers to, in the league. Matt Bonner. Yeah. Uh, I made the mistake of betting uh, Zion Williamson at 24 to one to be the most improved player. Is it most improved? Yeah. It's most improved player. He's yeah. now 240 to one. Because someone got a look at, well, everyone got to look at his size. Who, um, you can make fun of what a dumb bet that is, or tell me who you think is most improved, who's jumping out at you. Yeah, so OG Ananobi was a good bet. I was looking for, at the beginning of the year, Precious Achua that's playing in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even find him on a board. So mm-hmm. I was going to sprinkle a little bit of money on him, thinking I can get great odds, but I, I couldn't find him on the board. But I really like OG Ananobi to win 
uh, most improved. I, he has really improved a lot, and I think Toronto is better than people think. All right, let me look at where is it. Oh, yeah, so he's 29 to 1. That's pretty good, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. so sprinkle a little bit on him. That's a good bet. I got to get that money back. To that was terrible. 240 to 1, Zion. <laughs> uh, there, there is a bet. Like, Zion, if there were some other bets, you could probably win some money with Zion, you know? <laughs> there was the other way around. I'm not I'm – not, uh, I'm not sure he's going to play this year. Is that I, right? I'm not sure New Orleans is not going to end up tanking mm-hmm. this year and trying to get a, a, a tied draft pick after the debacle of what happened in the offseason and everything huh. like that. So we'll find out. Oh, so you're saying teams can manipulate uh, wins and losses if they so choose. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. No, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Rookie of the Year? Give me – I have uh, – I, I loaded up on Scotty Barnes, and now he's third because Mobley had a big weekend. And yeah. Green is right there with the uh, Barnes. Yeah, I mean, I think Scotty Barnes is the best player in the draft, but I, I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year. Huh. But you never know if, um, you know, if Houston is has won 12 games and the Toronto Raptors are in the playoffs. Scott, Scotty Barnes, to me, is, is unbelievable as a player. He impacts winning. He has the right attitude. So I do like the Scotty Barnes pick, even though so many times with this, like you're just going to give it to the guy who scores the most points. So... Both those guys, Mobley and Barnes, impact winning, but Jalen Green impacts scoring, and he's a fun player to watch. And I'm not saying he doesn't impact winning. Their team is just not very good. Right. But I like both those guys. I love Barnes and, and Mobley with the USC. I think he's a, such an underrated player. And the Cavaliers are a team that's right now in the playoffs in the East. Mm. Let me ask you, what happens in those players-only meetings? Are those actually intense, or is it just clearing the air and talking behind the coach's back, or it looks like any other person's job in America? Yeah, so I think if you took them in and of itself, like like let's say it took 45 minutes. Right. The 45 minutes that players are having a players-only meeting, mm-hmm. I feel like in those – I've been a part of a lot of those. I feel like it's disorganized. A lot of people lashing out, which what they think that the, the team should be ran, you know, centering around their skill set. But I will say a lot of times the message gets through, even if it takes a day, two days, three days. I, I look at it like this. Like I don't know who's married, not – and whatever, but my wife will yell at me for doing something wrong. And I might not want to hear it at that moment, but maybe I go to the gym and come back and I understand what she's talking about. Or maybe it takes two days for me to understand what she's talking about. But ultimately the message gets through to me Interesting. and I'm like, all right, I understand. I got to make some adjustments. No problem. Right. Okay. So does she know this by the way, or does she, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. should she listen to this and maybe find out? That it's gonna take- <laughs> no, 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 no. She knows this. She, she's not standing right here yeah. over my shoulder. Right? <laughs> Tell him guys. That. No, but she, she knows like, you know, like no, when you're in a intense situation, yeah. nobody, nobody wants to be reasonable at that time and say, you know what? I see where you're coming from. You've got a great point. Right. But I do think, like getting everyone's emotions out there, you get a, a good opportunity of understanding where everyone stands. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, knowing where people stand. I'll tell you, I've been at unbelievable team meetings that, that just went off the rails, but we all knew that Kevin Garnett was about his team, right. during these team meetings. Like he was not about himself. He was about the guys. He was about winning. And so you got that message got came across very clearly. Mm-hmm. Do you get to wager on NFL at all? Or you're 100% focused on basketball right now. I don't know anything about the NFL. Oh. I don't. Yeah. So I don't, okay. I only, I only bet on NBA because I, I, I don't get a lot of things in the NFL. Like, I don't know what they run a nickel back or a dime back. I don't understand six in a box, seven in a box. So oh, once I start there. understanding yeah. the depths of that, then I would start betting NFL, but I don't get it. Really? All right. Well, you can watch with us one weekend. You'll come over and we'll uh, give you misinformation Let's about all it. that stuff that uh, you just <laughs> mentioned. And uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah. real quick. Cause I want, you know, clickbait here. So you mentioned the 75 greatest NBA 75. What's what irked you the most? Um, probably Damian Lillard and, and Anthony Davis, probably those guys. I don't think that older players get the proper respect and you know, what's really, I, I'm one of these, I'm not saying my generation, I'm actually talking about the generation before us. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool how all the stats are down and the players are whining about the ball and the physicality. When, if you go and watch a game in the nineties, it's super physical. And when people have this comparison, like no way LeBron is as good as Jordan. Like these guys are having a hard time getting to the basket with the hand checking and stuff like that. Right. It was way more physical back then. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about guys going to the basket, dunking on people. So I just think, I think that there's we we lose like we should respect the the, the old time great the 90s and 2000 mm-hmm. players a lot more than we do in this 
internet generation, like generation, you know, social media generation. Paul, like kid, you're nodding your head. You're making yourself dizzy how much you're nodding your head. You agree mm-hmm. with that. 90s is where it was at, right? <laughs> I've always said that, Sal. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the, the era where, I mean, games were like in the 80s, right? People scoring in the 80s was tough to score. And like Brian's saying, though, guys got it done somehow. Uh, I don't think these guys uh, in this era could uh, could handle it. I don't know. It was very physical, very physical. Yeah. Late 80s, all the way for about a full decade of just physical basketball. Wasn't always pretty, but looking right. back, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Well, Brian, yeah. Brian, just curious, because me and Parley Kid have discussed this before. The art of like Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish back in the uh, late 80s, just backing mid, mid to late 80s, just backing guys in, posting up down low, getting position, getting easy baskets that way. Doesn't happen anymore. What happened to it? I like the Harry talking about the art of anything, but go ahead, bro. You can. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, so I think nowadays they allow a lot of physicality and the guys just can't play through that. They're just not built like that with, which those guys remember, if you don't grow up doing that, how all of a sudden you're going to turn into that when you get to the NBA. So just go right now and watch AAU and everybody's on the perimeter. Everyone's handling the ball. Everyone's driving. And then you're saying like Kevin McHale was a low post player, Robert Parrish. They, they developed that stuff at a very young age. And that is, it's tough to do getting a feel where the guy is on your body and then coming up and jump hook or up and under all that is based off of feel. And if you're not doing that at a young age, right. some of the best post players in the NBA are right now are guards because they have a great feel for having that 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 body on their hip but uh yeah the big man they all want to shoot outside and stuff like that which is nothing wrong with that we get kevin durant out of it but i do think that there that portion of the game is really lost yep all right well thank you brian scalabrini you've said it all what a great guest he is and you can see let's him. get that ginger hall of fame Brooks going Stewart, by the way let's go. first ballot accepted <laughs> ginger hall of fame you blake griffin uh that guy we saw them all, uh, the Delta Fies. You're all going to get inducted. Where's it going to be? Like the North End of Boston? It's got to be. Yeah, not North End. It'll be like at a, in a suburb, in a strip mall somewhere. <laughs> in the low rent district. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thanks, awesome. Galbrini. You were great. Thanks, Brian. Thank, all right, thanks, guys. Bro. Man, bro. Yeah, he's the best, uh, right? Nice. Like him so a lot. Let's have him on every day. <laughs> yeah. Sal, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, why don't we, do we just add a wing to the uh, Perumpha building that's oh, you're right. And uh, just do it uh, do it there. It's almost oh, up. The permit. it's almost Permits done. are killing us. I know. We're going to get that done. Our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. Yeah, he could probably be, be a dual entry there between the gambling and the uh, once we get him in the football, forget it. And Nickelback, Joel, you're telling me that's a band? So we, we can't even, I don't even know if uh, <laughs> I can explain Nickelback to him. It's impossible. All right. There you go, guys. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. These guys will have Sharp Tank. I think we're going to have Jen Piacenti on. We'll go over some uh, loose props out there. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Scott the Grizz Holmes, Babyface Joel Solomon, Mikey Meatballs, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.